speaker. Just tell us. Just tell us. What was in the secret Ukraine side deal? What commitments were made to, pre to President Biden to continue the spending of President Biden in exchange for doing things for President Biden? It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for, and it's not the Republican conference. Mr. Speaker, I would ask that these questions be answered soon because there may be other votes coming today or later this week that uh, could, could be implicated by the answers to these questions. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently on a motion to vacate if they heard what the speaker had to share with us about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. I'll be listening. Stay tuned. And I yield back. Have you ever have you ever washed that mask? Yes. That's good because bacteria grows on it and it can cause a lung infection. Yeah. Did I you know that? It. I washed it. Okay, good. I just want you to stay safe while you're wearing that mask that infects your breathing. Do you know why surgeons wear a mask? To keep from spitting stuff. That's right. It doesn't stop anything from coming in. COVID can get all in your mask right now. Do you know that? Okay, so why do you wear it? To protect you. To protect me from what? Are you sick? I have COVID and don't have it. Are you sick? No. Okay, then you don't. Then you're fine. There's some sentiment that there's some sort of moral victory out there that we hung with the champs and that our defense played well. Pat didn't have a crazy game. And Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his, like, crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff. But I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, especially the last three quarters. And um, that was important for us. Uh, offensively, you know, we, we, got, we got some ways to go. But I felt like we showed a lot of improvement, but we got to keep sticking together. And Number five overall trend, number six overall trend, just here on a random Wednesday. I can't wait to scroll through that, Mr. Pfizer tab. Holy shit. Perplexed. Why in the world did you play that clip? Because every single other video that I go through is now Corey Feldman dancing and singing to like eight people in a crowd. <laughs> I must have scrolled through TikTok last night for an hour before I went to bed and 90% of the videos were of him either dancing like that or with his shirt off or trying to be Michael Jackson. Well, he's manly. Welcome to a Wednesday. Hi, peeps. Good afternoon. Evening. What is it? Is it after evening? Uh, right now it's afternoon, but at the halfway point of the show, it's evening, I think. Then it's evening. I don't know when evening starts. I think it starts at 5, doesn't it? Like when you get off work? Well, I get off of work at 3. Well, then it's evening for you. I guess it's evening. It's <laughs> still morning for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Did you get your emergency alert today? Oh, I sure did. I feel so much safer. So much safer. Of course, the Browns have a bye. We got to feed Seth something. There you go. I, I'm I'm happy to pay up. Scott, good to see you. 
joining the show. I uh, had a friend request from Scott the other day on Facebook, and I was hesitant because it didn't. We didn't have like any mutual friends or anything. Okay, you know, it wasn't like a whole lot of stuff like in the bio, like you know what, you know, about kind of thing. So I thought it might have been a spam thing, but I'm glad sure. to see I accepted it with blind faith, and there thank God go. that I did. So welcome to the show. Good to see you. Yeah, I don't know. Scott, one of my guys, or one of your guys, or one uh, of our guys. I don't even know. The great Corey. The great Corey. <laughs> Guardian sucks so bad. Tito quit. <laughs> truth there. Feldman had no concept of embarrassing. Uh, yeah, well, you should see a lot of the other videos. There's one where he literally rips his shirt off. Dude, he's <laughs> been like that for 25 years. He's always been embarrassing. Always. Um, what's funny though is that he, he was. There's one of the videos where he starts singing. Songs from the Lost Boys. Oh, good. <laughs> it is so bad. It is terrible, but it, it's entertaining, I guess. I mean, if you're a fan, which I was of that movie, you know, it's kind of fun to see Corey Feldman half naked uh, singing that song, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to talk to Tony Masashi in a minute. He's live in Hawaii. Over under on whether you think his internet is going to be better or worse than... It is when he's in Cleveland. Um, oh, it's got to be better. They got to have emergency services internet there for the Hawaiian people. With that <laughs> seven hundred bucks they got to, to yeah. rebuild their houses. I actually want to ask him about you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, before you go to Tony, real quick, yeah. I'm going to show you my favorite Corey video. All right. Have you seen this one of him at the um after a baseball game? I I don't know. This is fantastic. It's after a minor league baseball game. It is the worst of the worst. Check this out. Notice of like 10 people. Yeah, I was going to say, all of his crowds are literally like eight, nine, ten 10 people. It's horrible. like back there like there's like this intense crowd back there yeah, that he's yeah. giving it to and there's like what is there 15 people one girl's kind of hot i guess oh the girls in his band are hot there i i also like how he's facing that way and everybody else is facing the other way yeah there's no clue what the hell's going on he can't be that tough to get on the show i'm gonna we gotta talk about that Corey after. should be easy to get but he's wacky yeah well, all right we'll talk about that after we go to tony let's go to all tony right. since all i don't right. know what his day is like you know Hanging out in Hawaii, Tony. Another day in paradise, guys. Aloha. This oh, is see. absolutely beautiful. So I am at Alani, which is one of Disney's properties. There's a thousand hotel rooms here. And you asked about how my internet service is going to be. I think it's going to be wonderful. Sure. Can you have I, your guy aim it down a little bit, Tony? Oh, we're going to the top bit. at your head. Can you go down a little bit more, Michael? There you go. There you go. There we go. Perfect. Can you see the setting in the back? Yes, we the can. The ocean, the palm trees. 
Yeah, it's making beautiful. you making you guys a little jealous. So before I talk about Alani, which is the hotel that I actually I'll tell you that in a moment. But so next door here is Four Seasons Restaurant. So very expensive. I mean, you're looking at like twenty three dollars for a glass of wine in the afternoon, twenty six dollars for a margarita. Ma Pona. Wow. Akia Kala. That means don't forget your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so I've been drinking there for a couple of days before we came to Alani and found all the different restaurants and bars here. So we got to know the bartenders very well there. And a couple of days ago, they said, "Guys, we love your patronage here." But you can't come here for the next three days because we rented out the hotel to a NBA baseball, NBA uh, team, and also Microsoft. So we snuck into the Microsoft party a couple nights ago. I'm eating tomahawk steaks, eating rice, and drinking wine. Wow. I didn't have my little. I didn't have my little name tag. So the servers came up to us after we were all done and drinking and eating and said, you're not here for Microsoft, are you? And again, I denied it. Oh, yeah, we're here for Microsoft. As soon as they left, I split and came back to Lonnie because I didn't want to get arrested in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm having a great experience there. So I've been golfing, swimming, snorkeling, and getting laid. Nice. nice. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. That's I'm right. You're talking about the flowers, right? Yes, yes. Okay. The flowers, everywhere you go, they put flowers around your neck. So they have a coffee here, which is a Kuna coffee. Guys, I don't know. If, are you coffee drinkers? I am. I've drank Kuna coffee. It's great. It's unbelievable. So, Chris, it was used to be very, very inexpensive on this island, just like pineapples were and everything else that they produce on the island. It was also a big sugar field here years ago. Matter of fact, that's so let me get to that coffee uh, story in a moment. This right here became the high sign out of Hawaii. Folklore has it that a gentleman that worked for the sugar mill cut off his three fingers. So they sent him to do the greetings of the people that came into the sugar fields. And he would go like this. And that was their high sign. Isn't that crazy? So again, if, I don't know if it's true or not, but great story. So anyways, the Kona, the Kona coffee is now $60 for seven ounces. Oh for the best. I said, you know what? I'm going to try and find someone in Alley and get a better deal. <laughs> this is, I got to tell you, look, this coffee is delicious. So I wake you up every morning. It's kind of cool because as I said, I am at Alani, which my neighbor who's actually taping me right now, my accountant, neighbor, and friend is a BBC member. That is a Disney Vacation Club member. So if you get an actual room here without a discount, it's a thousand dollars a night. Welcome wow. to Hawaii. Wow. And that's not even a free cup of coffee for the thousand dollars. So I'm calling it DBC. Deplete Venmo and cash. <laughs> now, now, on a serious note, have you seen like part of the island where everything was burned or anything like that? So that's Maui. Okay, I'm so in Honolulu. Not... Yeah. Ah. 
So um, this, uh, they obviously they're talking about it. They're into rebuilding. It's going to be, I'm going to tell you, Seth, that's a great question because what's happening now is they're pumping a ton of money into that island. They're looking at, right next door to here, there's a vacant lot. It was probably a resort at one time because there were steps going down to the beach. It's close to a million dollars an acre. Wow. Is that insane? It's nuts. So, again, that's why everything's so expensive here. It looks beautiful, uh, it, though, man. I can't imagine gorgeous. something like that. So. It's, it's really cool. So, again, I thank my neighbor for letting me ride, ride his coattails on all his Disney vacations. <laughs> thank you, Michael. <laughs> he's, giving, he's giving me the thumbs up. Nice. So, Actually, I am just about to go golfing across the street at Ocalina, which is one of the top golf courses in the world. It's $300 for 18 holes. I got a discount, $225. I got to rent a set of clubs, which are $75. But the cool part about it is I was at Waikiki two days before we came to Alana. So I befriended these two bartenders. And you know me, guys. I'm so shy. So they, so, they, so, they, so they invited me there, and they got lunch for me. They're giving me a set of golf clubs, golf balls. So I'm meeting them in about a half an hour, and I'm going to enjoy golf on the island. The nice. hospitality awesome. here is absolutely wonderful. So I'm getting up again. It's a six-hour difference. It's a little after 10 o'clock in the morning here. I know it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Cleveland. So I am waking up at like, you know, I'm just getting five hours of sleep. And it's interesting because when I woke up in the morning, the landscapers, of course, you can see all this plush, gorgeous scenery here. They landscape from two, from one o'clock in the morning till six in the morning, obviously, so the guests don't see them and get away with them. They also have the window cleaners here early in the morning. So mm -hmm. I was getting my coffee at about 5.30, actually at six o'clock is when the coffee, when the cafe opens up and two of the window cleaners are washing the windows and i asked them how long have you been washing windows and one guy said only a week the other guy said only about three months so i said do you mind if i grab the applicator phone i have a window cleaning business in cleveland so i am fanning the windows these guys i think they recorded me this picture i love it you know me so what's the food Stop. like there I get, it's wonderful. The sushi is delicious. It's fresh caught fish. Um, the, everything's, yeah, that's a great question, Seth. Um, Chris, it's, it's really cool because obviously it's expensive, but there's some deals where you get like a two o'clock to four o'clock happy hours. So the margarita might be $3 off from 27. <laughs> Seth, you'll probably <laughs> never appreciate this, but the best food in Hawaii, at least in my opinion, always been the fruit when they bring yes. that fruit out it is um so much better tasting every kind of fruit yeah you know better than it, anything that, you've ever eaten and that's interesting you said that chris because they have a pineapple fields right here they have, right. it's a the pineapple even looks different it's more mm -hmm. of an orangish than it is a yellow because of the freshness um yeah again i mean we have a Nice. Obviously, he's got a nice package here with some of these dinners and lunches, being a member at Disney. So we're eating here. You know, there's like nine restaurants here. There's 10 pools. I was doing yoga at 6 o'clock in the morning, the one morning. And there's all kinds of activities here. We're just walking down the beach at different places. 
Marriott is right next door. Real quick, sorry, I was telling you about the Four Seasons. So the Four Seasons was a Marriott hotel at one time. And Four Seasons is huge when it comes to resorts. They gave them an offer. So all the guys from the Marriott that were at Four Seasons went to the new Marriott. They gave them an offer that they literally couldn't refuse. And Marriott ended up opening up a new location. The cost of it was in nil for how much money they made on this sale of this hotel that's next door. The money here is crazy. I mean, it's stupid money. Right. Obviously, because everything's so, you know, again, it's an island. Everything has to be shipped in, flown in. We also went to Pearl Harbor, which was really cool. I mean, y'all, you see in the pictures and you see in the videos and you see the Torah, Torah, Torah. There was 180 planes that flew over this island, which bombed December 7th, 1941. So maybe that's another reason why I can't sleep at night. Maybe. Did you go out on the bridge? Yes. Okay. So I'm in Arizona. Um, tomorrow we're going to go kayaking. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow we're going to do a tour on the North Shore, which was where all the um, surfers are. So I may okay. even get a surfboard. And if nice. I get a video of that, I'll make sure I send it to you guys. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. meanwhile, I'm going to send you a video with my wallet because it's <laughs> empty. <laughs> How much longer are you there? I'm here until Saturday morning. I'm taking the red eye, so I won't be home until Sunday morning at about 1130. It's a three-hour and three-and-a-half-hour trip from Cleveland to Dallas, and then a seven-hour trip from Dallas to Hawaii. We saved about 45 minutes with the wind current. And these planes are so huge. It's unbelievable how many people come in here. Right. It's really cool. And every walk of life is in Hawaii, guys. From Americans to Asians to Australians, you can just hear the different accents when you walk through here. So Walt Disney had no idea how big this was going to be in 1960s when he opened the first Disney World. Right on. That's and luckily, funny. my dad bought me stock when I was a baby. It was $10 a share then. Wow. wow. Kind of cool. Isn't it a great yeah, story? Awesome. But anyways, I'm going to have my neighbor spend all the money. I'm keeping my stock. Thank you, Michael. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Enjoy all the right, Tony. Enjoy. Thanks again. Guess what? You can tune me in Saturday morning on Flashpoint 1490 WERE, where I will be up at 4 o'clock in the morning talking about Hawaii, two segments, great. and I will be on the beach describing, again, my entire experience in Hawaii. Tony yeah, Nastasha reporting. Go, go ahead, Seth. That Flash is a slave driver. At least we have you on in the afternoon. <laughs> he said, you know, that's funny. He said, you want me to call you like at 20 after 4? I said, sure, 420. That's perfect. I'll grab a joint from the island. <laughs> With that being said, though, Chris, wherever you go, it's illegal to smoke marijuana here, but it, the smell is everywhere. <laughs> Good you got to love, you got to love America. Again, Tony Masasha reporting live in Hawaii at Aluna, Alani, except for the Seth Williams show. I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. All Have right, a great Tony. afternoon. You Thanks. too, Tony. Wow. All right. One, his internet was fucking amazing compared to anywhere that's like a block away from here. He needs to move there. Yeah, he needs to move <laughs> to Hawaii because he could go to any restaurant and be fine. He goes down the street in Broadview Heights, and we can't hear him for you know the entire twenty minutes that he's on. 
Well, that's not surprising, though. It's perfect. That's not surprising. We can't hear you when you're in your house half the time. So, well, that's a good point. (laughs) Maybe you need to move to Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) I could not afford to. I could barely afford to look at the pictures of Hawaii, much less actually go to Hawaii. He's talking about how expensive it is out there. Wow, it's very expensive, dude. Hawaii is a Hawaii is a vacation is definitely a ten ten to fifteen thousand dollar vacation. If you don't, him. if you don't take that kind of money, you're not, you're not doing anything. It I just, was going to ask him if he was able to afford the vacation after he got hit by that car and sued the broad, but I, I don't want <laughs> to go there. Yeah, he's probably not got paid yet for that. No, but good for him, man. That's a yeah, good for him. And and he, dude, I I know it's you're not a coffee guy, are you? I am not. The the Kona coffee is. It might be the best coffee. It I've is never, so good. Never had coffee at all. You've never had it? Never tried it. Why? I, I don't generally like hot drinks. Okay. I mean, the furthest I, closest I get to a hot drink would be soup. You drink tea? No. Not never hot. have? I like iced tea I'll drink, not hot tea. But you've never even tried it? Look, and I love chocolate. You might as well just pump my veins full of chocolate, but I, I still don't really... Like, I've had hot chocolate, but I won't drink it, like, on the regular or anything. Wow. What about if you're really cold? No, I mean, I, I, I enjoy a diet, ice cold Diet Coke in the cold, too. So I'm if not... you come in from, like, back in the day when you were driving your car with no window on it. Yeah. In the winter. In February. Yeah. And it's 10 below zero, and you're making it 20 below zero with the wind whipping into your car. Correct. You would get out and have a cold Pepsi? I would usually have one in the car with me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a hot, <laughs> hot drink person. No. <laughs> That's uh, craziness. Like I said, soup is as close as I would get. And even I don't drink a lot of. Yeah, I'm not a big soup guy either, but. Iced coffee? I've only had iced coffee. I tried iced coffee for the first time, literally, um, over the summer, this past summer. Didn't like it? No. I'm not a big iced coffee guy either, honestly. From what I've heard, coffee makes you have to go to the bathroom a lot. There is some truth to that. Upsets your stomach, does it? I don't know about upsetting your stomach, but of course, I drink a pot a day. So for me, I'm I'm like way adjusted to it. But you do piss a couple of times in the morning. No, I'm saying like shit. Like it makes you have to go like. Eh, You know what? There's there's that whole that myth. Of uh, you know what it is is people drink a cup of coffee like the first thing in the morning, then they got to go take a shit. Well, even if they don't drink a cup of coffee, they still got to go take a shit. I guess it's part but, of the morning. And then, I, is there a lot more caffeine in an iced coffee than there is like a diet coke? I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know that there's more. I know Mountain Dew has more than a. Because I thought know, like if I drink coffee, my heart's just gonna explode. Nah, I don't think so. I I don't think that there's any. There's not a noticeable, at least to me, you know, if I drink a bottle of Pepsi, there's not a noticeable charge to me like there would be, you know, I don't know, Mountain Dew or something. Like Mountain Dew, I made that, dude, I made that mistake two nights ago. I ran out of the, the drinks that I drink, those reward drinks. Yeah. And my kid had Mountain Dews here and I took a Mountain Dew at like 11 o'clock at night. I was up till like five in the morning. I just yes. couldn't sleep. Sandy says it cleans you out. Well, maybe it does her. Maybe she's got coffee colon. I I just don't. I never tried the. Uh, I've never not hot really got soda? into. Uh. Never really got into hot drinks. Period. 
Um, let's see here. Somebody said, I don't even like a room temperature soda. Do you? Somebody said it. Spam. The state meat. Is that true? Of what? Ohio? Hawaii. Or... Hawaii. I can't believe that's true. Did you like spam? Eh, if you cook it, yes. Like people that just take it out of the can and cut it up into slices and stick it on bread or something. No, that's gross. Spam's just fatty ham. That's all it is. I wonder if Sandy, Sandy, I know Sandy and Jim uh, went to Talladega okay. for the races over the weekend. I wonder if they're back yet or not, but um, are you a NASCAR fan? I'm not. I, you know, and it's not because of any reason, you know, I I've tried watching it a bunch of times and I get bored. It's, you know, I, I stop paying attention to what cars are doing, what, and these guys, you know, the announce, and maybe it, I would probably like it better if I saw it in person. Watching on TV is horrible because they just zoom in on whatever car they want to zoom in on. And then they act like some major thing is happening. They're like, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. Number three, the number three car is about to pay. And meanwhile, it's just, you know, and that's it. I've been to one right. race ever. I had fun. It was a good time. But... I, I used to like to go down to, um, drag racing like my dad used to take me to drag racing every now and again down in porridge county yeah and um what was that place called thompson is that right thompson drag thompson. Yeah, I so. yeah and we used to we used to go there and see some of the drag racing now that's pretty cool because those cars blow up and stuff too which is pretty awesome yeah i offended a nascar driver once i did the same thing with travis pastrana you know, the okay motor, the, the motorcycle guy. guy yeah and i asked them both at one time i said you get upset that the fans, you know, thing that they like the most is when you guys crash and get hurt. And neither one of them like that. I thought, but I mean, that's what it's a lot true. of people enjoy is watching the big fiery wrecks and. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you supposed to ask? Like a hockey player? Oh, tell me about the finesse of the game. Get the fuck out of here. People want to see you fight. Right. They want to see you fight. They want to get you see you get your head smashed into the window. That's why you watch hockey, isn't it? Here we go. Is chowder a soup? Depends on what kind of chowder, I guess. Is clam chowder a soup? Oh, clam chowder? Could have been man chowder, and that's a whole different animal. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. <laughs> totally different show. Because um, Trent I, I, and I used to argue about this all the time. So, Well, it's it. I, I would say it's a soup, I guess. Has it's, to be. It's what, milk, and, milk with flecks of clams in it, right? Well, because Trent would always say that it's not a soup. I said, well, what is it's it? Listed, it's, it's chowder, you would say. I said, well, it's listed under soups on the menu. He goes, well, so is chili. Well, not all the time. There's a lot of menus that have a separate thing for... I mean, a bisque and a chowder are both soups. They're chowder is things. a thick soup See? prepared with milk or cream. Yeah. A ruse and, and seafood or vegetables. So yeah, it's a at least according to according to the always correct Wikipedia, it's definitely a soup. All right, so we're getting a lot of things about spam. Apparently, spam was the, the state meat. They cook it in everything adopted around World War II, available from the military. Very creative and tasty recipes too. Okay, I don't remember ever having spam. I know I've had. It. I've I know had I've had spam. 
I've had even worse. When I was poor, my my ex used to buy the knockoff spam. So it wasn't even like real spam. It was like spam or something. You know, it was it was like it was like what do they call that? Easy value or value choice spam? Right. So it was just awful. It was it was like eighty percent salt. Uh, I I went to the drag strip out in Norwalk 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 Speedway out there. Yeah, and I, I saw some races out there, which I thought were pretty cool. The you know the drag racing thing, and we actually did a drag racing. It was one of my highlights of my early career, anyways, like my sure. MMS career. Okay, because we did a drag race where we had guys dress up in drag. Now it's nice. everyday thing. And back then, it was unusual to see something like that. Sure. Now you see it if you go to the grocery store, but. Uh, these guys dressed up as women in heels and then they had to run down the strip the drag strip <laughs> and i was like the guy in charge of the race and stuff and but it was like the biggest highlight of my young career back then because i was walking down people were literally like yelling my name as i'm walking down the drag strip with, like thousands of people all over the place it was nice that's was fun pretty, pretty cool but <laughs> uh, now it's just an everyday occurrence with yeah now every day is the transgender race. <laughs> yes. I've seen people put mayonnaise and chili. Ew. I don't know that that would be good. Like I'm, I'm a, a mayo chili fan. guy in, I, I, unless you're spread it on a hot dog. I'm not a big chili guy at all. Really? Yeah, I don't really dig chili much. See, I consider that my only source of vegetables. Chili? What's because, the vegetable? Beans? Well, there's beans in there. I'm assuming there's tomatoes and peppers and stuff like yeah. that. And that kind of stuff I would never in a billion years eat by themselves or any on anything else. But if they're mixed in with a whole bunch of other shit, like meat and some sort of sauce, then yeah. I'll eat it because I don't know that it's actually there. I'm not saying I did. I wouldn't eat it. I mean, I had three kids. We ate a lot of chili. Believe me. A lot of chili, a lot of thrown together shit. But, um, yeah, I'll be honest. Since since the, the wife threw me out, pfft, I don't think I've had chili once. I tried making chili not that long ago, and nobody ate it because it kind of sucked. And <laughs> and I don't like I don't really eat like beans and chili. I don't like beans. Period. Yeah, chili to me has to be all ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. All ground beef. Yes. Maybe like two beans. No, no beans. Some actually. onions. I ordered chili from Wendy's once, and it was like literally all fucking beans. I was like, I called them. I said, "Do you have anything else you can add to the chili other than beans, please?" No. All right, so today, yes, if you had mine, it would include celery and carrots. Well, as long as I don't taste it, I don't want to taste the celery and carrots. As long as they're in there and they are masked by the flavor of ground beef, I'm happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Today, uh, the filming of the new TV show started. Okay. With Bob France. Can you say who the guest was, if there was one, or no? Uh, today was. Uh, I would assume I'm allowed to say. I don't know. I didn't see anything that said I couldn't. Uh, but Travis Mills was the guest today. Okay, very cool. And we're going to be filming many other guests as time goes on. I am the, quote, show booker, show coordinator, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. I don't know if there's a title for it. Sure. Uh, but, and so, started filming today. I'm very excited. I get to go uh, downtown to the set tomorrow. And do some stuff and so i'm excited to do that but i have to go downtown i haven't been downtown 
except to drive through it. And probably swing by and pick up a gun? A couple of years. <laughs> so that's what I'm wondering. Am I going to, you know, it's the middle of the day, so I'm assuming that I'll be safe. And then I have to find like, a parking space down there. Are they going to have like handicap parking? Am I going to be able to, is it going to be a pain in the ass? Well, even handicap parking downtown, I mean, there's only so, so close they can get to a lot of those buildings. You know, where, where's the shoot at? Or you I don't, don't want to say. I don't, I'm not going to say where it's at, but it would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, is I it somewhere know. that I, has its well, own? Frankly, I don't even have an address. Okay, so, I was gonna say, is it somewhere that has a parking lot? Well, there is attached. a parking garage, I think, close to it. But I look, there are very well. There's a lot that I'm afraid of. I'm pretty much afraid of everything. Like I'm, <laughs> and so like I'm already panicking about being inside of a parking garage and getting mugged, the parking garage collapsing on me, or having to take an elevator that I'll get stuck in. Right. And so those three things are on my mind already about going downtown. Well, if you want is to come and get it, Seth. Nice. But that's not going to help me if the garage collapses on me or if I get stuck in the elevator. So, and, like, and, and if you walk down the street carrying that, Mayor Bibb will come after you in a heart in a heartbeat. Yeah. And then you won't have the gun. But yeah, that's I, true. Are those legitimate fears or you think that I'm just making, you know. Uh, are you going by yourself? Yeah. Why don't you call ahead of the station and tell them that they got to have somebody meet you? Because I'm concerned that, look, I'm a rather big dude, but I'm still now handicapped. You know, it's pretty obvious what the handicap is. And so I'm concerned that there will be thug opportunistic teens, opportunistic teens that will see a guy with one leg beat the shit out of me and take Mm -hmm. whatever I have. Now, luckily, I don't have a lot of money and I don't carry cash. So they're just going to beat the shit out of me. The worst that they could take from me is my leg, because then I'm in trouble. Or your life. And then, two, it's like a $15,000 leg. The worst thing they take is your life, dude. Fuck the leg. (laughs) Take the leg. I'm concerned about going down there a little bit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Call, Dude, call ahead, or is Franz going to be down there? Yeah, yeah. So have Bob meet you. Well, I mean, that might be something I have to do, because... I mean that that would be what I would do. I would tell Bob to meet you at X time, and both of you meet at the same parking garage, and that way he can walk in with you, and that way, at least you're in a pack a little bit. You can take Carmen out to lunch when you're downtown. Uh, one, I can't afford something like that um, because <laughs> I don't have enough money in my bank account to feed that guy. Uh, two, <laughs> he said I talked to him the other day. Yeah, and. You know, I was trying to you know, throw out an olive branch and say, hey, good to talk to you again. Blah, 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 blah. How's everything going? Oh, man, great to talk to you. Great to hear from you. I'm going to call you on Sunday. You busy Sunday? I was like, no, I'm free Sunday. And he's like, all right, I'm going to call you on Sunday. No call. So. Yeah. Yeah, people are like that. Got very busy watching that awful Browns game. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, yes, I'm slightly hungry. Just pointing out the fact that are we going to go triple or nothing on uh, the next game? If you look, if you want me to deliver today, I will quite literally fire up my DoorDash phone today and send you your food. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, are we going to go triple or nothing on the next game? I'm obviously, I'm I'm game. Okay, who they play next? Uh, oh, I don't wait a minute. I don't think I am going double, triple or nothing. I think that next is San Francisco. 
And that's a oh, yeah, it is loss. 49ers. That's a definite loss. I wouldn't take that bet, especially now that Watson's a quitter. Ugh. I don't know that I want that. The 49ers. Is it at home? I think it's away. Because I might consider this one. You would take Cleveland in San Francisco? Well, I, again, I got to see. Brown schedule. No, it's at, it's at home. Oh, is it, it's at home. Okay. Yeah. I ain't touching that game. No? No. If you want to take the Browns, I'll take the 49ers. How bad do I want a free meal? <laughs> that is the question. Yeah, but you could lose two. No, betting on the Browns against right. a team that most people so, are picking for the Super Bowl. I could lose two. The worst case, it's you're even. even. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's the, that is a team that is picked for the for the Super Bowl. Them and the Chiefs. This is a tough call here. This is a tough call. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till next mm-hmm. week to decide because we do have a week to think about it. Yeah, we have it. a week to think about it. I got to see if, if Watson's playing or not. See if he decides he wants to. What a fucking bum. $230 million. Oh, my shoulder hurts. I can't play. Bitch. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a bitch move. I mean, honestly. That's a bitch make move. The team, makes the team wait until like the end of the week, almost game day, if not game yeah. day, to figure out whether you're going to play or not. Yeah, so basically DTR goes in without full, without enough snaps during the week to even be ready. And it was clear that he wasn't ready to play. Six, we, six, six wins or less still stands. I absolutely agree. Nah, I'm not taking that. Come on. They are using Trib sound bites on WTAM. Heard twice this week on Morning Drive. Numbers must be down. Well, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Well, I'm sure they're probably saying, well, we own it. We might as well profit from it. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, what would, what would be the change of heart from management over there? Because they wanted to erase everything when he left. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was told to erase stuff when um, he passed. And uh, so I don't know what the change in uh, their mm-hmm. tune would be. Other than, look, the morning show is really nice over there. So I have nothing bad to say about Wills and Snyder and Scooter and those guys. I find it hard to believe that iHeart would profit off of somebody's dead body. I, That's I, incredibly unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor's still the best human if he can't be there. That is true. The question is, has Deshaun gotten massaged lately? Obviously not. Obviously not. He's playing like shit. So, I mean, I'm telling you right now that is his problem. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Same thing with Tiger Woods. That's why Tiger Woods sucked. Once he stopped getting all that strange ass and you know cheating on his wife and stuff, he was a terrible golfer. But does Deshaun He's... really have to stop getting strange ass? Look, I, I was listening to the radio today. Do you ever you don't listen to AM radio much? No, if I at all. never. So Dennis Prager, big yeah. time conservative. I know who he is. But he was talking today. He does this hour on his show every every day. It's called the Man Woman Hour or something like that, where he uh-huh. talks about men versus women and relationships and that kind of thing. And he had some interesting thoughts today. I want to get your take on this. And everybody okay. else's as well. Yeah. He was saying that a couple of different things. One, 
your wife or whatever may think that her body and her everything else, her looks are flawed, whereas the man doesn't see it the same way. So she may think that she's overweight and not looking as good without makeup or this or that, and that men look at the wife and don't see those same flaws that she sees when she looks in the mirror. Um, that's the question. Is that true? Is that what you're yeah. asking me? Do you, Is that you true? find that true? Depends on the situation of the relationship. Here's how it really works. When you're just trolling for chicks, when you're single, the looks are everything. The looks are every, that's why every single guy's like, oh man, look at the tits on that one. You know, you know, that's, that's every single guy. But if you get married and you really love the person, you really love the person, you couldn't give a shit. You really don't care. If your wife gained 30 pounds, would you give a shit? Well, all right. There, I, I'm, again, I'm not answering that question per se, I'm, but I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah. Isn't there a an expectation of keeping the standards to what they were when you met that woman or guy? Look, yeah, my no, wife signed up and I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she knew, go, went into that relationship knowing what that expectation was because she already saw it. Now, it's technically it's, never saw because I've never taken the shirt off, but she knew what I look like from the start. It's a yes and no. You realize I've never no, taken dude. my shirt off during sex, just for the record. I've never done. Never. Oh, wow. Jesus. Since What's I was 16 about? years old, it never happened. <laughs> but, anyways, it's a yes and no, dude, because, you know, obviously you get older and you get all fucking saggier and whatever. I mean, that's part of the gig. That's part of the gig. If you grow old together, you grow old together. I mean, again, I'm not saying that I believe that. I'm just tossing it out there as, you know, uh, you I'll, keep those same expectations throughout but, life as you do when you get together. I don't think it's as easy as that. I'll, I'll give you the, the real world example. My ex-wife, when I was married to my ex-wife, she is the most beautiful woman in the world, in my eyes. And that's no lie, no bullshit, no... No saying something just to be shocking, nothing. When I saw her, I was like, I used to brag constantly about, you know, beauty and the beast. I used to say that all the time. When we split up and I got some distance and I fell out of love to where I didn't love her anymore. Right. Kind of average. The emotion outweighs outweighs the, the reality, I think, in some regards. And that's not to say that my ex is like ugly or anything like that. She's not, you know, she's still, you know, she's 50, she'll be 55 end of the month and she still looks like she's in her thirties. So, I mean, she's by no means is she some pig or something like that, but I'm just telling you the emotion is part of the part of the appeal. Yeah. And when we're single, there's none of that. There's no emotion. When you see Megan Fox, you're not, you know, you're not like, oh man, I really think she's special. You're like, what a hot piece of ass, you know, because there's no emotion tied to it. It's, it's, it's a picture. It's a, it's an unattainable person. You see what I'm saying? I, I understand it. But, and then the, I guess what goes hand in hand to this is he was also saying that men different than women, not women, Sandy, or somebody you can disagree with me. Mm-hmm. But men are more variety oriented. 
than women are. So even when we're married or with somebody, we're still looking. And that's why men cheat even... Say your wife is a 10. Mm -hmm. Men will cheat with a 4 just because it's different as opposed to... Well, and, and that that goes in. I say this all the time to a lot of. I get a lot of calls from people that want me to be their marriage counselor, which I'll never get because I'm the one that's divorced. But um, you know, I get a ton of people that call me about marriage counsel stuff, and, and I say that I say it to to especially wife friends of mine all the time, and they get mad as hell at me. And then about three weeks later, they call me, and then they get it because once it settles in. But it's just a truth of life is no matter how hot she is, there's someone who's tired of fucking her. There's That's just a rule, you know, no matter what, because you just get tired of bored and, you know, it's, it's, it stops being as, as interesting. Dude, sex with a, sex with a woman the first time is amazing. Second time is usually pretty good. Third time, it's a little more expected. 53rd time, it's like, all right. You know, is there nothing on TV? You know, you know, I mean, it, it goes, it falls down that hill like that. So say you're married and you love the woman. That you, you, I mean, if this. Oh, my God. Staples actually sells staples. Walks into your room. You're going to go. All right. The wide variety. Well, for the. Yeah, for a while. But I guarantee you, if you went you to that. 50, Probably. I I guarantee you, after you hit that 53 times, you'd be like, just go to the fucking store. I don't (laughs) even care. Just go. Go go to Dick's. Yeah, go go to Dick's. Fine, too. I don't care. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to watch baseball. You have to, you have the same looks that get better in a relationship, never get worse. That ain't true. But we all get worse. We all get worse. That's just age. We all look like shit now. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like I remember Triv was making fun of me one day because I shouldn't say this, but I was talking about uh, a girl that I was dating and her mom, and I said, you know, her mom, uh, and he goes, well, that's what your wife is gonna or your girlfriend, or whatever, is gonna turn into. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not gonna happen, right? But I got to remember that I get older too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, eventually you grow old together, I guess. Yeah. And, you, you know, so. That's the biggest reason, though, why couples fall apart is because when they get married and they're younger, everybody's still full of, full of energy. As you get older, you settle into what you were raised to be. She settles into what she was raised to be. That's not where you met. You sort of met before all that stuff. And you start learning, man, maybe I don't like this person as much. I don't like what you're turning into as much. Now, see, now I think that that's one thing that I love about, like, my wife Mm -hmm. is that we met and we were partying all the time. Yeah. Like, literally going out all the time. Sure. And we kept that relationship up for quite some time. uh, Partying, having a good time, going out, doing things, going to concerts, going to bars. And all that kind of stuff. And now it's almost the complete opposite because stop drinking, I've stopped smoking, and mm-hmm. now it's a lot of just hanging out and doing things. And and so the relationship over time has changed completely from when we started. And I thought, well, that's gonna be the death of the relationship because when we met, it was just 
wild party, have a good oh, time. Sure. It wasn't that higher end, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like it's almost better than it was because we found a different way to connect. And I think that that's a good thing. That is a good thing, it is, but it's a rare thing. Let's not lie. It's a rare thing, man. That doesn't happen very often. Most times people look, I'll tell you when, when I met my ex, we used to go and see like different movies and stuff. I, I still remember we, we were both in Korea and we went to, um, there was a little theater. It had like, a, honestly, maybe 30 seats in it. It was a tiny theater on the base. And I can remember going and seeing movies like, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and, you know, like horror movies and action movies and whatever. By the time we were married 10 years, that's when she all got religioned up and whatever. And she wasn't having none of it. Well, I didn't grow. I didn't grow away from it. You know, she's watching like the Left Behind series and shit like that. And I'm like still ready for Saw, Saw 13 or whatever, you know, and, and we, we grew apart in, in pop culture. And, you know, when we, when we first got married, she was okay with, you know, "Eh, that's your music. You listen to whatever you want, you know, as we went further in the relationship, especially with me, who I always had the addiction to the music when it became a lot more important to my life, then she felt like she was competing with it. And it, and it became a source of problems, became a big source of problems with her that she was competing against my, my hobbies and my habits. Right. And we should have split way before we did, but we didn't. And I think the difference though, is now like back then you used to see relationships last forever today, like grandparents and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because I think divorce is one of those things you just didn't do. Right. And I think now you probably grew apart the same way, but now you can get a divorce, just walk down the road and get a divorce. It doesn't yeah. really matter well, to people like it used to. And so I think people do grow apart and they don't find those things that kind of stay in love with each other for no. like well, they and used to back in the day. The other thing too is this this newer generation, they don't even want to get married. They've seen all of us. Look, I had this conversation, no kidding, this morning with my son, with my son that as um he has his first real serious girlfriend, girlfriend of his life right now. Like the kind that, you know, stays over two, three nights a week. And, you know, they're, they're spending that kind of time together that, you know, if it goes on for another year or so, you know, would shock me none if there was a marriage involved, you know, but my son, you know, I was talking to him about it and I just kept telling him, I was like, dude, just be careful. You know, you're moving very fast, you know, slow down a little bit. You don't have to go hundred miles an hour. You don't have to get to the finish line. There is no finish line. And he was, you know, he's like, oh, I know. I saw I saw you and mom, and there's no way am I going to do that. There's no way. I, he said, I learned from the bad example you set me. <laughs> and I was like, well, good, as long as you learned. You know, because that, you know, because I don't want my kids to get, nobody wants their kids to go through that, through a bad, super bad, ugly divorce breakup and, you know, really bad hurt feelings and whatever, you know. But I think the kids, this generation, think about it, dude. I, just just off the top of your head without taking a whole bunch of time to count it. Do you know 20 couples that you've known in your life, 20, that were couples at some point? Yeah. yeah. How many are still couples? Uh, not many. Maybe three, four? <laughs> Maybe if, if that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We've set a horrible example 
of our parents, my parents anyway, or that my generation's parents, which I think is the same as your generation's parents. For the most part, I would say it was probably about 80% stayed married no matter what. Till the end, you know. And when they did get divorced, it was never in their 20s or 30s. It was in their 50s or 60s. Right. You know, they as as time went on and divorce got easier to do. You know, that, that generation taught you to stay together. These guys, these kids today, you know, they've watched every one of their parents have you know, this is, this is my girlfriend, Tammy, or this is my girl, you know, they've had to, they've had to fake mom it with two or three, two or three fake moms and two or three fake dads. You know, the last thing they want to do is get into a bad contract. Sandy, Jim, 36 years. Good for them. That's Maybe great. That's, that's good. That's great. Yeah, I'm going on 19 with mine. Yeah. And that's, Hey, if, if you can, First make it work, seven. <laughs> if you can make it work, I say all the better. I know for me, and this is just my honest to God's truth. I somehow was able to walk away from 23 years without giving up anything. Didn't give up my house. Didn't give up my business. Didn't give up alimony. Didn't give up nothing. Some shit around the house. A bedroom set. I got. I lost my dining room table and a Metallica poster. Yeah, I didn't lose nothing. The, the hardest thing I lost was every photo we ever had. And that was pretty tough to take. That, that I didn't have any photos of my kids, you know, <laughs> you know, until they were like 23, you know, <laughs> I had no pictures of my kids and she was actually cool enough to give me some eventually. But, but, you know, I, I walked away without giving up anything. What are the odds that I could do that twice? Especially now with me having multiple businesses and everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Would I get killed in divorce court? This, shit. this generation doesn't want to have kids either. That's another thing. They don't. I, I know a couple of couples that are younger hmm. and, you know, they, they got married, but they don't want to have any kids. They buy they bought no. dogs and cats and shit like that. Now, I know one couple that's been together for eight years mm-hmm. and no commitment at all. And I know the girl has just kind of given up. Yeah. And the guy just doesn't want to make any commitment. Now, I don't understand that. I mean, why stick around in something if you're not going to get any kind of commitment out of it? I can't imagine being someone for a year. Look, I may be a serial relationship kind of guy. I've been engaged mm-hmm. three times, married twice. and <laughs> But uh, I like to be, I like to have a commitment. And I like to make yeah. a commitment. If you're not going to make a commitment, get the fuck out. See, I'm in, I'm in the total opposite boat. I, I've been, I kick it with my girl, Kelly. And, um... We're not dating, dating per se. Neither one of us has ever slept over the other person's house. We've been together 11 years, been hanging out 11 years, 11 years, dude. Right. And neither one of us has any plan to do that, well, to she, take okay. it further or do anything. But maybe like that. that's a mutual thing. But it is a mutual relationship thing. that I'm talking about. There, one side wanted something more, didn't is not getting it though. Yeah, but did no, she establish have- that? Did she establish that at the beginning at the, because you have to, you you have to be honest. If you get into, if you get into a relationship with somebody, whatever the relationship is, casual, serious, whatever you got to say, once it starts feeling like it's turning into something, you got to be honest. If you're, if you know, the reason that that happens is because both the guy sits there 
and, and we're all stupid. We're just trying to get laid. We're, we're dumb animals. And guys will say, the woman will be like, oh, you know, if we, if we get married, maybe we could buy a house in blah, 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 Shaker Heights, wherever. And the guy will be like, yeah, that might be good. That's totally given the sign that, well, I'm thinking about getting married too. Yeah. You got to be like, well, there's, you know, if your real answer is I'm never going to marry you, you just got to say that up front. You got to say, look, I love spending time with you. I love having fun with you. But this is it. This is as far as it goes. And if that ain't good enough, then tell me to beat it. And I will. I'm one of those guys where probably every time that I've been intimate with a woman, immediately afterwards, I'm like, I love you. <laughs> because I, I'm just an asshole like that. And then, you know, most of the time it never worked out. It was, you know, I didn't even see the girl the next day. But yeah, like I get, I'm a very emotional kind of person at sure. the time. Um, and and that's probably why you had and I don't know your ex-wife at all. I don't think I ever met her even, but um you probably did. She worked at the radio station. I may have, but that's probably why you got played a little bit in that because you were easy pickings. You no, were easy was, you were she was easy married pick- at the beginning too though. Yeah. Which which meant that she knew that she, that you'd be that you would absolutely be there if you were willing to deal with some the possibility of some angry guy coming and kicking your ass. Then you were easy pickings. Yeah, she was a. I was engaged actually when I met her to another girl. Mm-hmm. She was married to a dude, and we ended up getting together. Sure. At the broadcasting school, and then we did a gig once at a radio station event, and it was a dance kind of thing. And right, her husband showed up. And she was dancing with them. And I walked over to them dancing together. And I said, now's your chance. You got to pick. It's oh, one wow. or the other. And then I walked out of the building. And she came running after me. Oh, wow, boy. And kicked her husband out and then moved in with me the next day. And then seven years later, we were done. But you know, Right. <laughs> again, well, you started... Very- you built it on a bad premise. You yeah, it was, built on a, it. it was built on a bad premise, but it, you know, it was kind of a romantic kind of thing, and it was kind of cool and everything. But then it. How yeah, old it, were you? Uh, twenty-one. Twenty. Yeah, you I weren't old young. enough to think. Well, if she'll cheat on him, I wonder what she'll do to me. Yeah, I was too young. You, you weren't, you weren't smart enough to think that. <laughs> and I was too Not young at twenty-one. I mean, and then you know, when you think about, it, I had just started out with like my radio career. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all of a sudden, I'm working on MMS. Yeah. And I all of a sudden was starting to become very popular on that radio station. Like, I became, like, the most recognizable jock that they had for a while sure. on that station. Mm-hmm. And so now, all of a sudden, I'm 21, I'm married, and I'm, like, at every event that I went to, there were girls that were coming up. Even oh, Fat yeah. Seth, they were coming up to me going, hey, how you doing? And I was like, oh, man, what am I doing? Dude, yeah, and... People don't know how real that is. That is true. Dude, I mean, I can remember definitely times when chicks would come up to me when I was doing, like, we used to do, like, listening parties and stuff out at Billy Morris's club. Yeah. And I can remember several times where, I remember one specifically, arguably the hottest woman I've ever met in my life. Honestly. I mean, this girl was a 10-plus and in the Chris Aiken thing, I like little small girls, 
little small blonde girls, and she was like 5'2", 95 pounds, 36 Ds. I mean, she was just as hot as hot could be. And she come over, it was at a Pantera thing, and she's like, I'll suck your dick in the back if you give me that disc. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I need to cheat. I need to cheat. I need to cheat. I need to cheat. And then I was like, here, just take the disc. And I didn't. I didn't cheat. But, man, seeing how things turned out, I wish I would have. But, you know, at the time, the time I had the moral struggle, and it just was like radio, radio makes you, you know, they feel like they know you is what it is. And see, I feel bad for like actual celebrities, like real ones, you know, the oh, ones yeah. that like movie stars and rock stars mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because I, you can only imagine the kind of stuff that they go through. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a stupid fat guy like me is getting, mm-hmm. you know, girls that are 10. That's why they all cheat. It. That's why they all cheat, because it's so there. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, I mean, again, if you're married to Scarlett Johansson, if you're, if you're, wealthy enough and famous and i have no idea who she's married to but i'm i'm assuming it's not a plumber from from torrance california you know i'm i'm assuming it's some some rich director or some some actor or something i have no idea who she's married to now i gotta look but if she's married to somebody whoever that is you're gonna tell me that there's not another somebody that has a little bit more money and a little bit more fame or a little bit more influence on her career. That's why Harvey Weinstein was able to bang so many hotties. That uh, dude's an ugly dude. But let's face it, that dude, that dude could take a a waitress from downtown LA and turn him into Julia Roberts. Divorce from Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Obviously hot guy. Hot and super famous and super rich. And some business guy. And then Johansson's been married to comedian Colin Jost. I don't know. Is he is. the SNL guy? Okay. Since 2020. I guess he's you know, not a bad looking dude, I guess, but he's probably more. He's got a great personality kind of guy. Yeah, sure. And he's got money. Look at his IMDb, and there's your answer. Just a question for Seth. Every time he had sex for the first time? I, pretty much. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Mark I mean, said he married his high school sweetheart. No clue how to date today. Yeah. If I had to date today, I'd be dude, lost. Dude, it's hard. When I first when I first got single, I went on just an absolute dating spree. And and I mean, I was I, I went on so many first dates that the people I, t- I took everybody to Applebee's because it was good enough food, but cheap <laughs> enough. Yeah. And the people at Applebee's knew me by name. They literally, I would walk in and be, hey, Chris, how are you? Oh, Jesus. You know, nothing more embarrassing than that, you know. But, um, you know, it, it was really hard. And I was on all the stupid websites. And and I could tell you horror stories for days, dude. I went out with this one girl. Went out first date. It was pretty fun. Go to a second date. We went to a shooting range for a second date, which I thought was pretty fun. And she that's suggested yeah, it. That's good. She suggested it. So I was like, okay, this is good. And she's like, so I don't know if you've ever been to shooting range or not, but they, they have like eight lanes or 10 lanes, however many lanes they have. Yeah. And if they're all booked up, you just kind of have to wait. You have to wait till, you know, somebody finishes shooting and then you can get on the lane. And so we were waiting, we're walking around the store. 
Now, mind you, this is the second date. So I've known this girl maybe six days, six days. Right. We're walking around the store and she's, she sees a assault rifle that's like uh, $1,600. And she's like, if we start dating, dating seriously, will you buy that for me? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done here. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally at that exact second thought I'm done. And we finished up the date and I, I honestly texted her that afternoon. I was like, I went out. I don't think this is going to work. This girl, this is early on in the internet days. Yeah. And so I was working at the radio station mm-hmm. and this girl uh, hit me up on, and she said her name was Cinnamon. Obviously, yeah. Stripper name? Not really her real name. And she sends me a picture online. Again, it was new internet stuff. So the picture mm-hmm. looked, I mean, she looked pretty hot in this picture. Sure. I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. So okay. <laughs> all about the pains to pick her up. We get out there, or I get out there, and, and I walk up to the door, and she's like, one, I didn't look anything like that damn picture. Let me just say <laughs> that. Maybe, maybe her face, but she put the camera right next to her face and chopped off about three chins. Oh, nice. In, in that picture. And so, Took it over her head, too. So yeah, she, see him. yeah, it was a bigger girl, which is fine. Whatever. I'm a big guy. So, but and she, I guess she had, a, she had a pretty face, but her parents answered the door. Yeah. I'm, oh. I thought. Yeah, you know, I'm here to you know, have a little fun, and you know, no, her parents answer the door and say, "Hey, hope you guys have a great day tonight." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Oh shit, now what do I do?" Have her home by ten. And so I'm like, <laughs> right, "I'm going to get this over with. This cannot end fast enough. This picture is nowhere, nowhere near what she looked right. like." Right. You know, her parents are there, and so I take her out. We she wanted to go to Perkins of all places. I was like, "Perkins." Like, all right. What the fuck. It's fine. There was a Perkins right down the street from her house. I was like, let's get this shit over with. And so we get to this thing, and I order, because I just want to order something stupid and quick to eat. And she orders for dinner three pieces of cherry pie. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was her dinner. It was three pieces <laughs> of cherry pie. And she's sitting there, and she's chowing this pie down, dude. It was like, she's got like cherries hanging from each pie. Oh. Like rolling her face and right. I felt bad, but whatever. She wanted to get through this dinner and finished up. And I was like, "Is there anything else you wanted to do?" And she wanted to go to a tattoo shop. I was like, "All right, whatever." Because again, right down the road. Right. And we get there, and she had made an appointment already. I didn't know. And she got her nipples pierced. Jeez. Both, and made me pay for them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, she had no money on her, and so I paid for these nipple piercings, and we're, and I had to watch the entire disgusting display. It was it was it was going down, and as we're driving back to her, her parents' house, she says, "Is there anything I could do for you before we leave?" I was like, "No, honestly, though, if you could just get out here, because I need to get on the highway <laughs> down there." And and I just left, and it was like it was it was extremely bad, but. Uh, I, I wouldn't know what to do today. I don't want to ever date again. Thank God I'm married to somebody that I love, and hopefully she feels the same way. Yeah, it's, and it's, I just I, I could never, ever go out on another date again. Dude, it's no fun. And 
learning everybody through text and all that stuff is is not fun, you know, because everybody's all worried about, you know, showing up at your house and then getting, you know, handcuffed to the basement or something. You know, everybody's all freaked out about every every little we've all watched too many movies to where, you know, now everybody's scared of everybody, everything and nobody wants to go do anything. And well, shit, I was laying my wife now. We were dating, and I was over at her place. She had lived in an apartment, like on the 13th, 14th floor of a big building on the lake in Euclid. Right. And I was like, all right, but whatever. We were drinking, whatever, and we were hanging out and laying down in bed. It was the first night that I told her that I loved her. Right. Second date? Second date. (laughs) (laughs) And we're laying there, and it's dark, and the lights are off, and I'm going to bed, and all of a sudden, I hear this fucking pounding on the door, and it's her boyfriend, who oh, still boy. lived in the apartment. Oh man! Now they apparently, supposedly, weren't together anymore. They were just, you know, sharing an apartment. Right. Now she had told me about this dude, and she told me that he's he actually went to wrestling school down in like Cincinnati or something like that, and was a big WWE fan. Wanted and tried out for that Tough Enough show to be on. Yeah, yeah, okay. in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So. I got this image in my head, this long haired Fabio looking guy. Who's, right. You know, six, five, two eighty five and built. Because, <laughs> I mean, my wife was like way out of my league. And so you know, I'm picturing this dude and he's just banging on the door. I'm like, I'm going to die. Like we're going to say, <laughs> set the barbarian dead. <laughs> right. In a Euclid apartment. And so like, I just sat there like, what the fuck do I do? I just told this brother that I love her, and I got a boyfriend banging down the door, <laughs> and he's gonna kill me when he gets in here. He's gonna be some you know, Andre the Giant guy when he gets in. And luckily, he like passed out in the hallway, and her and I took off down the stairs. And again, fat Seth is trying to get down fourteen giant flights of stairs. Right. <laughs> and then we went and uh, sat at a store for a little while until he left, and. But then when he finally did move out of the apartment, I was going to pick her up to go to Metallica show. Okay. And he was walking in front of the car with his little box of shit that he had to move out of the house. Right. And I was like, I waved at him. And he's a good looking guy, no doubt. He's a good looking dude. But he wasn't like this six foot five. He was a little little guy, built pretty good. But you know, I felt pretty confident if I needed to. Now I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> nice. Now he's your bud. <laughs> now I say, hey, man, I know what you were going through the entire time. <laughs> so now we're like buddies but you know, it's funny <laughs> too funny he's banging down the door it's like oh shit i'm gonna die <laughs> nice all right we haven't taken a break and we haven't played dog pound details yeah and then and then since we're talking about sports and and we are also talking about dating yeah let's uh, after dog pound details let's talk about this trevor bauer thing all right let's do that let's talk about trevor bauer in just a few but we got a couple of things to get done and then we will uh do that all right if you missed the interview at the fifth wheel yes they're having an anniversary party yep it's coming up so here's all the info you need the 1990s regional rock sensation the fifth wheel is back with the original lineup for a very special 30th anniversary concert october 20th at jilly's music room in akron Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the ultimate alt-rewind as The Fifth Wheel plays their hits from the 90s along with brand new tunes. Join me, Rocco, formerly The Rock Dog, from WMMS and 
107.9 DN. And me, Carrie Danger. Get your tickets at thefifthwheelmusic.com for The Fifth Wheel Live at Jilly's in Akron, October 20th. As The Fifth Wheel celebrates 30 years with very special guests on the Sonic. Join us as we flash back with The Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron. Special new record release, special guests, a great show, cake reception. What more could you ask for? Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert. Don't miss it. There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Are you looking for a way to support The Seth Williams Show? Get your Seth Williams Show merchandise today. From coffee mugs to clothing and everything in between, our high-quality merch is the perfect way for you to not only support the show, but show everyone what is the greatest show going today. Just go to shop.thesethwilliamshow.com now, shop around, and buy some great merchandise from The Seth Williams Show. Shop today. What's up, guys? John Drake here with another edition of the Dog Pound Details. And unfortunately, just like we said after the Pittsburgh game, that was ugly. Didn't it kind of feel to you when we found out that David Njoku blew his own face off lighting a fire pit that it was not going to be our week? I kind of I kind of had one of those Brownsian feelings that that was just kind of a sign of things to come. And then I was tailgating uh, before the game and news came across that Deshaun Watson was not going to play. And I said, yeah, we're kind of screwed. So you've got no Nick Chubb, you've got no Deshaun Watson, your starting tight end is trying to blow you know, his own digits off. Um, not, really gonna, not really a great recipe to beat a, a very strong division rival in the Baltimore Ravens, and sure enough, we got smoked. Um, I think what's most concerning coming out of this game is definitely the coaching. Um, the, the Browns just can't stack wins under Kevin Stefanski. That's a major issue. Uh, you know, that's a pattern this year. They go out and beat the hell out of Cincinnati, then play like complete garbage against Pittsburgh. Then they come back and, and they roll Tennessee, and he said, oh, we're so resilient. And then they go out and get absolutely hammered by Baltimore. So, no, they are not resilient. I'm sorry. And they have not been for the entirety of Kevin Stefanski's tenure, and that's a very big problem. He needs to really start, like, doing something to get this team motivated on a continuous basis and not just one week they're up one week they're down he's just not getting it done I'm sorry and the game planning this week if you knew that Deshaun Watson was that limited in practice and that it might have been a potential possibility that he was not going to play on Sunday you needed to have something ready to go for DTR and they didn't they just threw him in the game and said here here's the Deshaun Watson game plan do that and excuse me while I agree <clears throat> While I agree that you know you you have to push the ball down the field, you can't line everybody up in the box, or else the Ravens are going to eat you alive. They, they went about it the wrong way, and then they ended up getting everybody in the box. So whatever they were doing, nothing worked. There was no adjustment to it. Uh, they were just a defeated team, 
and Stefanski really needs to really needs to figure some things out because he's not getting it done. I'm sorry, he's just not getting it done. And uh, the bye comes at a perfect time. Obviously, we've got the San Francisco 49ers coming to town in two weeks, uh, the best team in the NFL, which is exactly what we want to see after getting our asses kicked by the Ravens. But uh, it gives us time to get healthy. Deshaun Watson can rest his shoulder. Um, you know, the defense can kind of reset and kind of go back to, you know, looking at some film and figuring out what they did to be so successful those first three weeks of the season. And, um, you know, the Browns really got a lot of soul searching to do because when you start looking at the schedule, the way it's laying out, you know, you could be favored in each of the last seven, maybe eight games of the season. So the, the schedule's really setting up for you to make a, a run. So you need to start getting some early wins here before that stretch so that you really can build that record up and try and push for a playoff spot. So they have really got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the hell happened against uh, Baltimore, what what they did against Pittsburgh, and they've got to figure out a running game. They've got to do something about this running game because it is atrocious. When you have to start throwing bubble screens and, and all these kind of goofy gadget things to and use like short passes as basically short running plays or you know medium-length running plays, that's a problem. That's a very big problem. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot texted yesterday. I'm, I'm part of the Cleveland.com text subscription, and she said that uh, she's of the mind that they should start seriously consider trading for Jonathan Taylor because he wants out of Indianapolis, and uh, you know they have the money to sign him to an extension if they want. And as much as I hate that because I'm such a Nick Chubb loyalist, you know if they really are all in this year, they, they're going to need a running game. And I'm sorry, Jerome Ford ain't getting it done. You know, even even Sunday, Kareem Hunt had three pretty solid carries. Um, the stats don't bear that out, but during the game as we were watching, we we're like, okay, those are pretty successful. And then they never went to him again. And it's they got to figure something out. Without a running game, they're toast because everybody's going to know that they're just going to be roasting it down the field, and that's all they're going to do. So it's, they're going to be a, a much easier team to defend without having a running game. So uh, obviously you're not going to replace Nick Chubb. We all knew that, but they got to do something. So... Um, Bummer of a game against Baltimore. So uh, let's rest up during the bye week here, and let's hope the Browns do the same. Let's hope Stefanski figures some things out, and let's let's really uh, come out, you know, with our hair on fire against the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, for the Seth Williams Show, Dog Pound Details, I am John Drake, and as always, everybody, go Browns! Hoo, hoo. Right back here, the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. That's right. Boy, John depressed. Hope he doesn't kill himself this week. Yeah, I know. It was very sad. He's like, oh, the running game is terrible. The quarterback's <laughs> terrible. DTR had a terrible game plan. The coaches suck. Just kill me now. <laughs> He's really upset. John Drake, I remember them old CMS shows with him. Classic. A fantastic musician as well. Love the show, guys. Well, thanks, Scott. Sandy doesn't know who the fifth wheel is. Fifth wheel band back in the 90s in Cleveland. They and are having deal. a reunion party. Yeah, they were a big deal in the 90s. October 20th, I'm going to that show. Yeah, that's a, that should be a good show. That's what, uh, Saturday or Friday? Saturday. Mm, it's Saturday, I can't go. If it's Friday, maybe. Saturday. But he said he's going to have cake, so that's why I'm going. <laughs> oh, there's cake. cake. There you go. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Will you actually eat cake? I'll have a piece of cake. One, yeah, sliver, I, I sliver, mean, not, or a big piece. I don't eat. I don't eat cake a lot anymore. So. Okay, yeah, I guess you could have one piece. It won't kill you. 
might lose the other leg, but it won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got another one to, to go here. Yeah, one left, right? <laughs> I've seen people at these uh, clinics I go to with uh, two gone. Right. I'd shoot myself. Travis Mills laughs at your one leg situation. I know. I, I'll uh, I'll shoot myself if and when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. God. Yeah. The Try Browns. What? The Brown. The Browns were terrible. I, I, I cannot disagree with John this week. I sometimes me and him we battled like through texts on football and whatever this week. I got nothing. They the, just played like shit. It was bad. Sean Watson hurt his shoulder because of no more massage therapist. Yes. Could be. He's very tight. Yeah. That could have been it. He might just have needed a you know, needed a good massage to play. That's what I need. Maybe that's my problem. Need a good massage? Yeah. I'm telling you, maybe I'd be much better at this radio thing and stuff if I got massages on a regular basis. I wouldn't be as stressed out as I am. I'm very high strung lately. Well, you're more high strung because you spend more time on TikTok and Fox News than you do on Anything else? That'll make anybody high strung. That is true. I, I I spent way too much time watching Fox News and scrolling through video after video of horrible stuff on TikTok. Yeah, I mean that dude. Just just a just one situation. Just watching the the impeachment or whatever they whatever we're calling that the removal of the speaker yesterday. Yeah, I I spent more time on that than I probably have anything political in a year. All right, well, so screw Trevor Bauer for a minute. Let's talk about that, because what do you think about this? I don't know. And that's why I spent so much time on it. It seems like, and this, again, somebody correct me or tell me, because I'm being dead serious. I don't understand. Doesn't seem like anybody is happy about it. Democrats, Republicans, rhinos, new school, everybody seems... Everybody but that Matt Gates guy seems pissed off about it. I think there were eight Republicans that voted with all the Democrats to get rid of McCarthy. So 95% of the Republicans voted to keep McCarthy. And eight of these so-called, if you want to call them that, MAGA Republicans voted to get rid of him. So those and, are the pro-Trump people. Yeah, and they think that he, McCarthy has deals with Biden when it comes to Ukraine spending and all this kind of stuff. Now, this has never been done in the history of our country since, like, the beginning of it. And and what they did, and really what it is, is a couple of these guys just want to make like More money. Want to make recognition for themselves. Right. I mean, it was stupid. It was stupid what they did when it comes right down to it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. What they did was throw the entire party into chaos, which is not what you want. Because all it does is, is strengthen the Democrat Party. I mean, what you wanted to do here is, is to not, the exact opposite. You don't want to give them more power. Does it give them more power? In a way. I mean, we don't know who the next speaker is going to be. They don't know who the next speaker is going to be. I know this. Yeah, 4%. Whether, 4%. Whether, it's a, whether it's a bad thing or a good thing or not, I thought the new guy, whatever his name is, I thought that was awesome that before the night was over, he threw Nancy Pelosi out on her ass. Well, we don't have a speaker now, right? I mean, now they said, well, we need to go home and decompress, and then we'll come back and figure this all out. Well, they have a now, temp guy, the the temp pro or pro temp or whatever. There's nobody right now. They got to vote. No, there on. is. They're there vote is. next week. But but there's a guy that's the acting, like well, the acting. Because the first, the first thing. 
He's the guy. Did you see him smash the gavel down when they when they announced? Oh yeah, um, I saw it. That guy. He's like in charge now. And the first thing he did, he like he barely got out. He barely hit the gavel down. He told Nancy Pelosi, "Get the fuck out of here with your with your office. You don't get an office here." All right, Jim. I'm sorry. It could be. It could be Hakeem Jeffries. It absolutely could be him. And these people. I mean, I I, I want. I like Trump, and I, I think that MAGA Republicans are, for the most part, pretty good, but I, I think they're doing something very stupid here, and it could end up blowing up in their face. Now, we talked to you on Bob Francis' show this morning, Congressman Jim Jordan. Okay. And I love him. I absolutely sure. love him, and I think he's fantastic, and he does all the – he's been doing impeachment stuff. He's been doing all these hearings and everything else, and, and I, I love him. I think he's, he's going to be really good. He, there's a possibility he could be the guy. Okay. He announced today on Bob's show – you can go to whkradio.com and check out the podcast. I put up like 18,000 things. You on mean that. the Seth Williams show.com and check out the podcast for WHK Bob Frank show. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can check it out. And I posted a bunch of stuff there, but um, it's a, he did announce today that he would accept the role of speaker if they, if they voted for him. And I think that would be good, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, is it but this could and, blow up in her face very very easy and again i'm i'm coming from a place of ignorance because i i watched 400 videos and i'm no closer to understanding any of it could it play out to be good i mean i guess it could i guess it could in the long run but here's the problem with it so what what's the difference well if you get an extreme republican in there you say you get a jim jordan you get somebody even more conservative than me Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter because we have a slim majority in the house and not all of them are going to vote for this stuff. And then on top of that, we're not going to get anything through the Senate or this presidency. Anyways, this administration is not going to let it happen. So you're not going to really do anything different. I mean, it, it's just not going to, is there a possibility all it did was throw the party into a, a frenzy, but is it, but maybe that's a good thing. And, and again, I'm not, I, Maybe. I'm, I'm speaking from ignorance, so I, I'm first one to admit that. But we, me and you, have complained for months that this party is just a bag of shit. Yes. So maybe this is what has to happen. Maybe in order to in order to fix the party, you got to break it apart first and show people, show voters, the voting public the true nature of these people and get rid of some of these scumbags. And maybe that, that is a good thing. Maybe that ends up working in, in you know, everybody's favor. I don't know, but it's a, it's a gamble. And feels bad it, right now. feels bad right now. It, says, but, it makes the Republican party look stupid is what it does. Well, yeah, I think it just, you need see, to I don't quit know, talking though. about things you don't informed on. Fuck you, Jim. I've studied this stuff every fucking day of my life. I take calls on this every day. I got off the phone with Jim Jordan this morning. So, I mean, don't tell me that I'm not informed on stuff. I talked to Max Miller this morning. I talked to all these people every single day, Jim. Uh, how about you are not informed when it comes to uh, Vivek Ramaswamy taking money from George Soros? Talk about your guy for a little while and leave me alone. Yeah. Because I know what I'm talking about. I deal with it every single day. And if he's busting on me, at least I'm admitting it. You said you don't know what you're talking about. I said I'm I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. I, I said love that you, several Jim, times. But I mean, need to quit talking about things that are important. Okay, one, we're allowed to give our opinions on th- stuff. That is our opinions. Two, I do this every single day for a living. Sure. 
And three, I don't think I gave an opinion. I said I don't know and ask questions. And I gave a, a real opinion that this it was a stupid move. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> don't talk about stuff you're not informed on. So don't have an opinion on the talk show that you're doing. Yeah, stop it. Okay. Go back to, go back to talking about relationships. <laughs> I'm less informed on relationships. Yeah, well, me too, really. But nobody complained about that one. What does that mean? Wow. Wow, you got what a case mean? of the ass with you today, huh? What does that mean? I don't understand. Like, oh, you're making some kind of living doing it. That's a shitty comment. Yeah, fuck so. you, Jim. It's just How about shitty that? comment. It is a shitty comment. <laughs> Why would something. you let douchebags I mean, bother? Why, I mean, why would you even say something like that? Just being an asshole. Yeah. Mr. You know, hey, Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, you know why? Because it's because it's rattling your chain. I guess. <laughs> That's why I he's mean, doing it. But I mean, why get personal like that? Why do that? Why why be an asshole? It is the internet. I guess. <laughs> Go have another joint. <laughs> That's funny. Jesus. All right, so yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I watched a ton of shit. Watched everybody and their brother make their statement about it, and it, it was really weird seeing all but that Gates. And I thought that is that his name Gates. Yeah. All I don't but, know. His name is Guy X. Because X, I've never that's heard of him I before. But yeah, I never heard of him before. Uh, 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 I, uh, I make a living. <laughs> you know. Uh, he, he made good points. His points about if they're true, if if um, McCarthy did help, you know, hide the Hunter Biden stuff, and if he did help push, you know, back backdoor deals through for money through the Ukraine and all that stuff. If all that's true, then yeah, that guy had to go. Problem is, there's so much fucking bullshit out there right now that none of us know what's true. That's just it. I don't know. You don't know what was going on. We don't know anything. That's nothing. We're, other than what they tell us. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. And it, it, am I wrong in thinking this is all about the shutdown? That that's why they wanted them out? About the deals that went down. Yeah. So What, what happened to your Mexican house? Yeah, come on, Luis. <laughs> Luis and Pepe show. I guess what I'm going to do is go watch cars turn left, and that'll be a better living than anything else. <laughs> I'm going to report on it. The number three just passed the number four, Seth. Can you believe it? He's going fast in the straightaway. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. Apparently not. No, that's not the case. Especially the people us. doing the show are not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed on a talk show. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I look. Dude, I don't care if people want to argue about stuff. You can argue all they want, but when you get personal, like saying something like this, then you're just being a fucking dick. Then I have no respect for you because I don't care if you have a different opinion than what I have, or as Nana likes to put it, opinion. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, when you when you get personal and want to be an ass, then I I, I lose respect for you. 
They're all blips on the screen, dude. Take it I easy. Believe me, I know. <laughs> but when you, people are your quote friends, you don't expect that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that's why they do it because they think they can do more. Anyway, yeah. Enough of that topic. Do you want to talk about Trevor Bauer? Yeah. I like talking about guys having nasty, dirty, rough sex. Dude, yes or no? The girl should do prison time. Yes. That for they, people that don't know. Yeah. Uh she they I guess they settled out of court or something, and there's no money exchanged at all, which right. means he did nothing wrong because he was cleared everywhere and he was cleared everywhere else he was cleared by investigations and everything else so he got thrown out of baseball on an accusation gunner quit having an opinion i've been told not to so go ahead sorry (laughs) now he he was cleared from the police investigation the and and from the the texts I saw all these texts yesterday, and this chick was just a straight whore. She just saw that this guy was worth money and was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck him and then I'm gonna have him choke me and then I'm gonna sue him. Right. <laughs> and like her and her friend well, I mean, that's exactly what the text said. The texts were saying to Bob, grab the bag and I'm gonna have daddy <laughs> choke me and all this other stuff because because she was trying to she was trying to she knew how much he was worth. She was literally going after the money and she went after the money and I'll tell you what, and I don't have love or hate for, for Trevor Bauer. I loved him when he was here, but once he leaves, then he leaves, you know? Um, but I know this, they gotta make some kind of law for this. There has to be a law for lying for lying and having people's lives turn. I mean, Trevor Bauer at the time he got kicked out of baseball was making 25 million or so a year. So he's lost $50 million because of this bitch so far. Yep. And you know, damn well, he's not going to come back. Even if he does come back to baseball next year, he ain't coming back at 25 million. No. He's coming back at probably 10. Right? Yeah. So that's another. So that's 50, 65 million dollars at a minimum that he lost. I don't know that. No, defamation is a lawsuit. I'm not talking about a lawsuit. She should, I'm talking, she should get prison time the same as if she kidnapped him. Because quite frankly, she kidnapped his career. She there stole was, his career from him. There was one time I, I went out to a, a radio station gig and a girl came up. She, I was sitting at the bar, right? And she literally licked the side of my face, dude. It was bizarre. Right. It was like a bizarre thing. And I, I didn't want anything to do with this girl. And I, I just kind of pushed her away. And I was like, hey, yeah, I've had enough. And, you know, that was, I thought, the end of it. Uh, like a week later, I had corporate coming up to me and contacted me saying that she was accusing me of doing something to her yeah sexually Mm -hmm. and i said look i i have no idea what the hell you're talking about yeah and luckily they fought tooth and nail and you know i obviously i didn't do anything one i'm not that kind of person but dear god yeah i know it's it's, i didn't know this girl 
And she's and, trying to accuse me of something that I certainly didn't do. And management had my back, thank God. But she should have gone to jail. She should go I mean, to jail. She was trying to destroy what little career I had. No, she should do jail time. Jim, my little living, my shitty fucking living, you dick. Uh, she was trying <laughs> to destroy. Yeah, I mean, so, that, that know, should be jailable. Do you think, and I'm asking, we'll play the Trevor Bauer video if you want to in a minute. I've got yeah. it here. But uh, do you think Trevor Bauer, and I think he does this in a heartbeat, does he sue every publication and the Dodgers and everybody else? I, I would. I would, no doubt. I'd leave the girl alone at this point. Just well, he can't do nothing with the girl. He settled with the right. girl. So that that's how. But yeah, I would absolutely sue every media outlet that you could possibly sue. And I might sue the city of Los said. Angeles for not pressing charges. Yeah. You know, because if they if they investigated, they clearly saw that she was lying. There's your defamation. She should be arrested. She should she should absolutely be arrested. And I hope somehow, some way that happens. But you know, the bigger picture is I hope Trevor Bauer sues every publication, every Colin Cowherd and um who's the other guy? The Skip Bayless. All those guys. All these guys that said, this guy's a sick rapist, blah, blah, blah. You know, every one of them should be sued. Yep. Every single one of them for just reporting on a, just reporting that it was true when it was not true. You know, really sucks. But I'm glad he at least got through it. I mean, dude, this guy was, this guy was stained for, for life. I think he's still stained for life. People are still going to be talking oh, yeah. about it. Just because of the settlement doesn't mean that people are going to change their opinions. Yeah. There's plenty of people out there that, one, aren't going to hear about it. And two, there's a lot of women out there, a lot of moms and stuff that are mm -hmm. never going to look at that guy. You know. and, and look at Deshaun Watson comes here. Comes here. Every every other city in the world talks about how shitty we are as a town. Yeah. So this guy's going to have a hard-ass time getting back into the game. Yeah. Even though he didn't do anything wrong. All he did was banged a groupie. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Right, here's video? Yeah, here's the video. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer? Take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how was she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million. <laughs> See, I'm going to stop here for a minute. Right there. Put her away. Put her away. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the proof you need because that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she did. She got into some dirty play and had to choke her and then sued him. What a pig. Oh, that, that's yeah, that's beyond bad. Yeah. All right. Here's some more text. Uh, then after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you got to get this bag. I'll give you 50,000. Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? I'm going to stop here just to go back for a minute. How shitty is that? That a player from another team was helping out set him yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if he gets back into majors, that guy catches one in the ear? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I cannot even. Fa- I mean, dude, what is I going on? I love this on? video, though. It's great. I mean, he's putting it all out there. Good for him. But he's got to. I hate to say it, but he has to. He has to put it out there. It's the only way he's ever going to clear his name is to show it all. Yeah. So good on him for at least doing it. But All right, here we go. Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. Uh, in August of 2021, Lindsay Hill's claims were heard in court. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, and now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, it was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021, without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, in it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world, or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th and why the video was originally concealed from us. Hmm. I mean, come on. Wow. <laughs> Not guilty. I mean, why has this guy had to fight for three years? Three years, man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That video right there is all you need. Unfortunately, this that's isn't it. even this isn't even news. I, I mean, I remember a couple years ago, um, Julian Edelman banged some chick after a Patriots game. Yeah. And the chick put up pictures of, of them, of him sleeping and her in there and just had a quote on, I just fucked Julian Edelman. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, dude, this shit is out of, I don't know why these guys, I, I get it. They're, they're young and they're famous and they want to get laid, but man. Yeah. Gunner says Trevor may be a freak. Don't blame the, <laughs> put himself in that position. This is nothing new. Uh, social media, what is bottom line? Immature athletes screwing around with hoes. Look, he didn't do anything, though. He didn't do nothing wrong. That's the problem. Gunner, Gunner, I, I don't disagree with anything in your post no. except for he didn't do, he did not break a law. This guy lost $65 million being accused of being a sexual predator. Would Would you, I'm sure in your sexual escapades, you've done something that could be deemed as as deviant whether it's slapping a girl in her ass or or putting your hands around her neck or grabbing a tit too hard or whatever (laughs) you know whatever it whatever it would be and you it doesn't make you deviant it's all you know it's part of the it's part of sex is about being a deviant that's part of it it's not this wholesome, lovely thing with the whole, with the in, intended purpose to make a child. That's not what it's about. It's about having fun and getting weird and getting getting your kink out of you. And again, he did it legally. He shouldn't have lost sixty five million dollars. Oh my god! And his job and his reputation. You know his reputation. What's the value of that? Can this guy now go and and get a new Nike deal? Or a new new uh, glove deal, you know, for for a baseball glove or a hat deal or any kind of an endorsement deal. Can he be Trevor Bauer for X Y Z drones? I don't think so. Not anymore. You know, he's lost probably a hundred million dollars over this bitch. And sorry, she doesn't get a pass. No, good for him for at least standing up. 
All right, here's some more. Yeah. Uh, after hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. Uh, she denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order, and she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. Now, some of you might not know about restraining order hearings. I know I didn't, but uh, I've since learned that uh, it's extremely rare for a request for a restraining order to be denied because the standard of proof that you need to obtain one is extremely low. So you can make of that what you will. The fact is I was never arrested. I was never charged with a crime and I won the only legal proceeding that took place without my side of the story even being heard. Uh, and most importantly, as I've said from day one, I never sexually assaulted Lindsay Hill or anyone else for that matter. So I sued her, which prompted her to countersue me. Quite frankly, regardless of the outcome in court, I've paid significantly more in legal fees than Lindsay Hill could ever pay me in her entire life. Uh, and I knew that would be the case going in, but the lawsuit was never about the money for me. It was the only way for me to obtain critical information to clear my name. Uh, the discovery process in that lawsuit recently concluded, at which point uh, Lindsay Hill's legal team again came to us with another proposal to resolve the case. This time, however, they weren't seeking any money from me. Having received uh, much of the information that had been hidden from us, uh, a small portion of which I've referenced here, um, I was willing to agree to the terms proposed. Both parties would drop their respective lawsuits and neither of us would pay either side any money. Um, I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021. So since June of 2021, he hasn't been able to even defend himself. How wrong is that, dude? Yeah, that, that's really shitty, man. I, I, I mean, don't know. That, that wrecked his career. Yeah. Well, he couldn't even come out and say I, he was innocent. I'm trying to look up like his, what is his net worth now? Dude, it's got to be 50, 60, 100. Got to be. I mean, he made a lot of money. He's okay. he's. He has to be worth 50, 60 million. I mean, he's not going to be broke anytime soon. Yeah, Trevor Bauer of the year, 2022, net worth an estimated 60 million. Yeah. But he could be worth probably double that. Of course. I mean, he was a dominant player. Yeah. The reason he was making 25 million a year three years ago is because he was one of the best in the business. Now he's pitching for the fucking Yokohama Ducks or whatever of the, <laughs> the Japanese league. You know, I mean because he couldn't get a job in major league baseball and he was one of the absolute best in the game well, the media will never apologize to him because of course not uh, look and look domestic violence and that kind of thing is for real and serious and it happens and, of course it is and it should be taken very serious but that's why you need to do the investigation because this guy didn't do anything no nothing i hope he gets a written house type settlement honestly i hope he sues every one of these news companies cnn and you know, Sports Illustrated and anybody that said anything negative, and I don't know that either of those two did, but I'm assuming they did. Anybody that, that called him a sexual predator should be sued. Anybody. No doubt. And he, and he should sue for whatever the max case is because he's proven himself innocent and they, they went rushed to judgment. He should win. Are right, you going to see the last 20 seconds of this? Yeah. All right, here we go. As of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting. But hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job 
uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life. So there you go. Well, hopefully he can. I hope he does. I don't think he'll ever pitch any major league baseball again, though. Next victim. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think he's. I think that's probably done. Maybe not. Who knows? Somebody might take a flyer on him. You know, some team that's desperate for a pitcher. And Trevor knows he's going to have to take a, a massive pay cut. But if he wants to pitch again in the majors, he signs a one-year deal for $10 million. Some team that's close might do it because they're, you know, we are paying $10 million dollars to a four. They're paying $10 million to a four, a number four starter that's, you know, got a five ERA. We have Deshaun Watson. Let's bring back Trevor Bauer. I, why not? I got Look, the wrong guy. I'm a Padres fan. I'd take him on there just to see him beat Jacob Nix's ass. <laughs> Yeah, that just sucks. I, I saw that story. I was like, man, you got to be kidding me with this shit. That is just the worst, man. Yeah, and I feel bad for him. I feel really too. bad for him. Bad for him, too. You know, but I don't feel that bad. He's still worth $60 million. So. I was going to say, I, so <laughs> at the end of the day, man, a really nice house he's going back to and that check, that bank account with $60 million in it. Man, yeah. I feel kind of bad. Uh, he he ain't wondering if he could pay his mortgage if he even has no, one. No. But. Probably has a home here and a home in Japan. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can only feel so bad for the guy. Yeah. Like I feel bad, bad for what he went through. Yeah, there you go. But I certainly don't. He got through to the other side and, you know, hopefully he does okay. All right. I'm going to wrap things up. I don't okay. know you have stuff to do and uh, so do I. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. I think Jim and Sandy hung up because I don't think they like me anymore. Oh. <laughs> After Jim insulted me, and then, you know. Well, that's how it goes. Whatever. You fire back, and then all of a sudden you're the asshole. Yeah, right. I mean, that's. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Chris, but he put himself in that position as a million-dollar athlete. Look at Watson and Kareem what did. There's a difference, though. Those guys did something. They did it. All that you named did it. Trevor Bauer did not do it. Kareem Hunt did hit a woman. You saw it on tape. Yeah. Kobe Bryant did what he did. Deshaun Watson apparently did what he did. Yeah, Kareem Hunt kicked his girlfriend. We saw it. Saw it. We saw it. Ray Ray Rice knocked his girlfriend out. Saw it. There's, there's a difference there. There's a difference is that they did their crimes. He did not do it. I got news for you, bro. Every single Major League Baseball player is banging chicks on the road. <laughs> I would bet that's a universal thing that happens. I would bet yeah. there's, and I don't know this to be true, but if I was betting, I'd bet there's under 10% that are faithful on the road as baseball players. There's a reason that they have the term slump busters in every city for every player. You know, because that's the way it works. It, it's part of the game. Big deal. They're they're running around having sex with chicks. That's fine. The, the the what's not fine is that the chicks are then all of a sudden lying and ruining these guys' lives over consensual activity. Right. That's what the problem is, Gunner. Not not that he put himself in a stupid position. Did he? Yeah, of course he did. As everybody does when they're chasing women. I don't see where that where that's wrong. Amen to that. 
All right, God willing, we'll talk to you again on Monday. I don't know what we have yet. We'll come up with something. We might have somebody from Docking on. Not sure yet. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Uh, but we'll keep it posted and have yourself a great night, great weekend. Everybody be safe. Thank you, Natalie. God willing, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks, Chris. See ya. See ya.